You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. You're listening to The Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. Uh, big oh. week in the OHL um, and OHL grads, the AHL All-Star Game, the NHL All-Star Game, or as most people call it, the Snooze Fest, but... That's for other people to debate because this is an OHL podcast. But uh, a lot of things went on this past weekend, and uh, including our featured matchup that uh, featured the Knights and Spitfires. We'll touch on that to begin the show. Uh, also coming up on today's episode, or this week's episode, you could call it. Uh, oh, We're going to touch on the All-Star Games. We're going to look at the games that we liked and the teams that we liked from this past weekend. Uh, big shout-out to the Kingston Frontenacs because we thought... They deserved a better fate the way they played, especially on Saturday against the Oshawa Generals. I thought they hung into that game pretty well oh, against well, a really good, good Generals team. Zade Wisdom looks really good right now. Yeah, what the heck's Solid going player. on? Bob McKenzie needs to get off, get of off that the beach. beach or at the resort he's at because <laughs> Zade Wisdom should be higher than 90th. Yeah, for sure. Like you know, Ty Tulio's 54th. He's good, but or 52nd, one of those around that area. But you know, Zade Wisdom, he's one of the reasons that Kingston. I think he's gonna. P- I think they're gonna pass Niagara. Yeah. I really do. It's Niagara does not look great. Yeah, they look deflated. But yeah. Zade Wisdom in that top line with Shane right there, they look pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. No, it, uh, it was a good weekend. We thought for the Kingston Frontenacs. Anyways, uh, another big weekend coming up. Yeah, yeah. We're I'll all touch on that. I got yeah. it. We will later on in the show. We're just teasing stuff right now. Uh, also, we're gonna look at uh, Dale Hunter's coaching career. Of course, he got to 800 wow. wins and. It was in that featured game against the Windsor Spitfires that he got there. Uh, he's now at 8.02 yeah, as the Knights had a pretty good weekend. Uh, we'll also touch on Brett, Brett Brochu. Uh, tenth straight win for yeah, him. Ten straight wins. Just huge for a 17-year-old. Year old. Yeah. yeah. Played Junior C last year. That's impressive. Yeah, you look at <laughs> he's going one way. Dawes is going the other way hey. when there were rumors going around that the Knights were looking at Dawes. So that's that's interesting there. They didn't pull the trigger. It's worked out for them. So They trust their guys. We'll touch in on that a little bit, yeah. too. Yeah, we'll so get into a, that. A little I bit heard later. some interesting words too from Dale Hunter in that sports night game. Yeah, get into a, get into a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff went on. So uh, yeah, time to kick off the show. The uh, Windsor Spitfires hosted the London Knights this past Thursday, January twenty third. But uh, it was the visitors coming away with a six three win, and uh, I didn't actually have a chance to watch the whole game. I only caught the first 10, 20 minutes of it. Uh, the uh, Disadvantages of coaching a baseball team, yeah. which sucks, but uh, you know you got to do it it's for the kids, right? Yeah, yeah I got so, it. Yeah, I'm um, the same boat. So Colin Ward, he watched uh, he watched the whole game, being a Knights fan, right? So uh, big rivalry game, even though they're not in the same division with the Spitfires. So uh, Colin, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of the game? I know there's a couple players that stood out to you. Yeah, well, first off, about the baseball thing, I want to touch in on. Oh, I actually yeah. had a couple of kids yeah. that I coach uh, help pick play of the game for me. So shout out to them. Uh, we'll be celebrating at our next indoor practice for sure. Uh, yeah, so the six-three win for uh, London. We have a couple standouts from Windsor to start off. Uh, Curtis Douglas, who had one goal and one assist, and he's a plus one in a six-three loss, which I found pretty impressive. Pick up points and you're plus one in a game where. You lose 6-3. So. Well, I think he's the guy on your team that you would expect to have those numbers in a 
6-3, I don't want to say lopsided loss, but you did give up six goals uh, because he's a guy that you can just park in front of the net. Any yeah. loose pucks, he'll be around it, whether he pots it himself Garbage or goals. you know passes it on to, uh, to Cooley or Foodie or you know whoever's coming in, Perbu. Uh, so Curtis Douglas is definitely the guy you would think to have that kind of night, just parked himself in front of the net. Yeah, another standout we had for the Windsor Spitfires is draft eligible uh, Will Cooley, who had one goal and one assist. He was even on the night, but he's going to be good in the draft. I think he'll go mm-hmm. up. I yeah. think he'll be a surprise pick for teams, but I think he's going to move up in the draft. He looks solid. He hits everything that moves. Well, and teams are looking for that, right? We were talking uh, before. I, f- I forget the name. You mentioned it while we were watching, or you were watching, was it the top prospects game, what they're looking for. What NHL scouts are looking yeah, for, and th- this has to tie in with, uh, oh, with um, Antonio Strongis, which we'll get to in a in a few minutes here. But uh, you were saying that the I forget Blackhawks GM, Stan yeah, Bowman. Blackhawks GM, yeah, Stan Bowman. He was you know a Sportsnet feature that they don't. Every kid now is a good skater, so mm-hmm. they look for an extra two. They look for like at least two guys that can do multiple things right. So. Will, for Will Cooley, for instance, he hits everything that moves, and he's going to get points. That re- intrigues a lot of scouts for them to read after him. Well, and if he keeps this play up, the Windsor Spitfires, where they're at right now, first, actually, no, my bad, fourth in the Western yeah, Conference. Dropped. Yeah, that was a tough I loss. I mean, it's two points out of first behind the Kitchener Rangers, a uh, point behind Saginaw and London. So that was actually, yeah, you said it, a huge loss for the Windsor Spitfires when you look at the standings. Yeah, they have games in hand, though, on multiple teams. Two on London. Uh, three on Kitchener and four on Saginaw. So they're they're in good shape. They just got to win those games in hand. As you know, if you don't win them, they don't matter. Yeah, well, and it's with Windsor, their situation, they weren't busy at the deadline uh, if they made any moves. I I don't think they no, did. They no, put. they were quiet, they just put. like the Bulldogs. But, uh, yeah, no, in their situation, when you have two draft-eligible players leading your team – whether not even if it's not in points, if it's you know on ice abilities, the way they hit, uh, the just their presence in the room as well, especially with Jean Luc having a lot of experience watching his brother uh, getting yeah, told going through by the draft him. process. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely, it. it's huge for an OHL club to have two guys that aren't drafted yet, yeah, being and the, leaders on your team. Being, yeah, next year they're gonna make their step anyways. Uh, yeah, get the London standouts. So the victorious London Knights uh, standouts, we had goalie Brett Brochu had 33 saves. He's now won 10, 10 straight now, which is very impressive to see. I think he's going to be a future draft pick in the NHL, to be honest. Maybe he'll get past through this year in his first year of the draft, but I think next year he'll get drafted for sure if he keeps this up. He's already on pace. If London keeps doing London things, he's already on pace to break the wins record. So I think that's a – huge ring for me well yeah and i'm I, I just sorry to interrupt you colin but all good. looking at the stat line here windsor spitfires only had six shots in the first period they scored once yeah the spits had 21 shots in the second period and he only he, gave up one yeah he kept them in the game london got back on their heels a little bit there even in the first couple shifts of the game they couldn't get their feet going london you can see that coming up the highway there but i mean it takes a little bit to get the bus leg out but i think that he Bailed them out there twice in the second and in the first, and that, that's huge for them. He has to make those saves to keep them in games, and he did. Yeah, he also give them give the def- the defense for uh, for the London Knights for helping them out because six shots in the first, nine shots in the third. If you're the Windsor Spitfires, you're trying to come back in this game. Starting the third, you're down five two. You only get nine shots in the third period. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, like, that's tough. 
I mean, he still made the stage he had to make. If you keep it under three, three goals are lost, you'll win the games. That's what yeah. ringing a bell to me. Yeah. Uh, get to our player of the game. Yeah, go for player it. Player of the game, everyone probably guessed now. Uh, we've been <laughs> high on him for a while. Uh, Luke Evangelista, who had one goal and two assists on the night, he just continues to get better and better. I think he's going to go up in the draft, too. I I think he'll be the highest picked knight in this year's upcoming draft. That's when, just my opinion. When we were talking about it before uh, before we came on here, that uh, that he probably deserved an original spot in the top prospects game, like we preached forever. Yeah. Uh, over Antonio Strongis, and you said yeah, Antonio's the- got his legs; he can skate, but it's just his ability with the puck that you're kind of disappointed in. Yeah, I, I I thought that he could be able to get more. Uh, points and get more production out of them so far it's been up and down too in the lines but I think that as he gets to play more I think he'll go up but it's been a tough year so far he's quieted down the 10 and 2 uh, style of skating too I think to focus on more of a sh- more of like a skilled player game get more shots you get some type of point yeah Strong just so far this season in uh, 40 games 44 games played excuse me 17 goals and 18 assists for 35 points with a guy that had 34 last year, so he surpassed his total from last year. Uh, you, know, you expected him to be a lot farther ahead than he is right now than just one point Yeah. than last year. Exactly. I, did, I thought that he'd be able to tear it up so far this year, but maybe the draft, going down in the draft rankings too hurts, but it's still a lot of time left and maybe he picks it up here and becomes a leader for that team and they run into the playoffs and he's a big part of it and it's all a laughing thing of this now well do you think that the acquisition of Phillips was not only to you know bolster that defense you know they're so used to having great D-men uh with Bouchard and nice moment with him Formanton and Militich uh, Militich in the all-star yeah they missed Joey Keane yeah other than that they had them all yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah like having that presence in the dressing room for guys like Evangelista and Strongest, yeah, they had Bouchard last year, who was that leader of the team. You know, there's no argument, best defenseman in the OHL. Uh, you know, Marcus Phillips coming back from the Ontario Reign, playing one game for the Guelph Storm, and they've gone way down the standings. Yeah, we'll, they're not a they're not a seventh place yeah. team. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into. But yeah, like. Do you see that? Do you see him having an impact on a guy like Strongest who hasn't had the year that think, everyone has thought? I think Jason Wilms has a big impact on their forwards. For, coming over from Barry, being a captain, mm-hmm. I, they upgraded their overage situation dramatically, London. I mean, they had to make a tough move with Timken there, right? But Nelson, too. But getting yeah. Phillips bolsters that decor. I think Phillips really helped Stackcloth, Skinner, and uh, Keane as well. I think that's a big thing for Phillips to help out those young D-men like Montgomery, Roger. They have a lot there. But I think Will, Jason Wilms coming from Barry really helped them out with uh, Antonio Strong, just especially Matt Vaguskov, who's on a tear right now. Yeah, also Jason Wilms, he uh, he scored in this game too. So Yeah, that was a nice goal. Luke Evangelista made a nice setup there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the there. yeah he went for a little lap and then threw it across the crease and buried it. London no always mistake. seems to find guys who know how to play when they're young. Yeah. You know, it's almost a gift if you well, want to like call Well, that's like Brett Rochu playing Junior C last year. That's a great mm-hmm. job scouting. Yeah, well, you, you have that sometimes. He's just you competitive. Have guys that's like a that. great story. Yeah, Brett Rochu, that's a great story for him coming over from Junior C. He just went into camp and won the job. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one thing. We're, we're going to be at the uh, Knights Ice Dogs game, the makeup game from that uh, horrific night that involved uh, Tucker Tynan. Uh, 
that's coming up next Tuesday, the 4th? Yeah, the 4th. After the Super Bowl. Two days after the Super Bowl, if anyone's trying to map it out in your head like I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, we're going to be there. Um, we're going to try and have a chat with Mike Stubbs, uh, talk with him about the whole night situation, uh, what's going on with Brett Brochu, how he's made the adjustment from Junior yeah. C. So should be a good conversation with uh, with Mike Stubbs about that coming up next Tuesday. That will probably be our feature matchup for next week because that'll be pretty big. Maybe not so much media in attendance because it's a Tuesday night, but I think the barn will be full in Niagara. Yeah, it'll be, it's always big when London comes to town. Uh, yeah, after two OHL finals losses to the same team, fans yeah. start to get annoyed. So, Oh, really? I remember, I remember well, the... Uh, was it the 2016-17 year when the Ice Dogs finished eighth in the Eastern Conference? Uh, the Knights came into the Meridian Center. Yeah, that was and the year I think after it was nine-one. Yeah, that the was the year after they uh, swept them for us. Yeah, the, yeah. You know. Colton Ince made the start for the Ice Dogs. I can't remember who was in net for the Knights. I think it might have been Volta. No, Raymakers wasn't there yet. Uh, that was the year before. I think it was Tyler Volta. Jo- Tyler Johnson. Oh, it could have been Johnson. I can't. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but yeah, they just steamrolled the Oh, the year before, Tyler Parsons. That no, was this Parsons was the year, year after the Mem Cup. Yeah, Parsons was there for the year after. Then he's got. Then they went out and made the Rainmakers trade in 2018. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it was Parsons in net though, because the Ice Dogs were not good. So that'd be that. That sounds like a backup night. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. And was it kind of was nine one. Yeah, the, the fans of Niagara were just not happy. So yeah, that would have been a rough night. Yeah, that's coming up in uh, one week from. Well, I guess Tuesday, because this is when it will air for the first time. But uh, Tuesday, February 4th, Knights and Ice Dogs, the makeup game, if you want to call it, even though they got into the second period. Uh, but yeah, the uh, London Knights taking care of business against the Windsor Spitfires, 6-3. to three. Dale Ooh. Hunter, win number 800. And this is going to be one of our poll questions uh, for this week. Will Dale Hunter pass Brian Kilray he's at 1, for first? Yeah, he's at 1,194 wins, Kilray. That's impressive. I figure another eight seasons he'll get there. Uh, Dale Hunter is currently at 802 now with the two big wins mm-hmm. on Friday and Sunday. Yeah, but I think the bigger debate also is Dale Hunter behind the Knights bench for another eight years. I don't, it's hard to say. They'll be around, but I don't know well, yeah. what kind of role. Like I feel like Dylan is the next guy coming up. Dylan Hunter is son. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the next one coming up to be the head coach, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think for sure if he gets close, he's going to stick around. Well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. Brian, Kil- Brian Kilray no was around so. Ottawa for a long time. Yeah, that's another. Still going. I saw a few pictures of him with yeah. uh, the Ice Dogs assistant coach Mankari on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, so he's kind still of a reuniting there in Ottawa. So he's still kicking around nice the CD around place. The club. So. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, nice see him around the club. Yeah, no. everything's good in Ottawa right now. Yeah, it really is. Andre Tournier uh, going to yeah. be the head coach of Team Canada yeah. next year. And that was one of our poll questions last week. Does and Dale Hunter come back? And uh, obviously not. No, it was answered. I think it was a one-time thing. Get the World Junior and get the win and get out. Yeah, I think that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Help the legacy out. Which I think that... His legacy was fine. Yeah, but now with the gold medal, it's, I know. it's up there now. I know. It's one of the best all time. Yeah, well, third all time in wins. Yeah, I'd, I'd give them all time. Yeah. It's a good analysis. All right. Oh, yeah. So that covers our featured matchup from last week. Uh, time for our matchup for this coming week. And Colin, if I'm right, I may not be. We picked the Owen Sound Attack visiting the Kitchener Rangers yeah, that's on Friday. One. The Auditorium. Yeah. I love going to the Odd. Yeah, same. It's just unique. Something's unique about it. You get that old peanut smell, and it's just Guelph's like that, too. Awesome. Guelph is like that, too. Sleeman Center. 
So I think it's going to be interesting. Ten and Owen Sound comes in their last five years, 10-7-1-1 against Kitchener. And then the Kitchener Rangers are 9-9-0-1 against them in their last five years. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that'll be where Kitchener is right now at, uh, in the standings. Number one at 63 and go down the standings. Owen Sound is down at uh, number six with 50 points, which you think about it, that's not really too big a gap. It's a healthy gap, but 13 points between first and sixth. You know, you look at the Eastern Conference, that's not even close, obviously, with the Ottawa 67s. But uh, you never count out the own sound attack. You know, I, m- I mentioned it before, that acquisition of Matt Phillip um, in the summer from the Ice Dogs. I really like that move for them, uh, sending Doherty the other way to Niagara. Yeah. Uh, you know, Struthers. I like Struthers, yeah. So, And it's been interesting to see how fast they are. When I saw them, I saw them a couple months ago in London in the Teddy Bear Toss game. It was a sports night game. And without Aiden Dudas, and I thought they looked really good. They owned London all night. They're they're fast, getting in and out of the zones, and that really rang a bell. So I'm kind of excited to watch them play here. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, both teams, their streak that they're on. I'm putting air quotes around streak because both teams have lost. Well, except Owen Sound, their streak, they're one and zero. Yay. Uh, the Kitchener Rangers, their last 14 games, they have not lost in regulation. Yeah. That's Very insane. Impre- they're That's- on a roll. Everyone kept saying about how they're going to go down after the World Juniors, right? But yeah. they've just kept going. That's 25 points in their last 14 games. They kind of replaced Guelph. Yeah, well, <laughs> Guelph in seventh at 49 points. Yeah, so. and Guelph to me isn't a seventh place team. But we'll catch that. No, in. they aren't. But Yeah, but to me, I, I think they're too good to be seventh. I think they're a fifth to sixth team. Yeah, they're, they're only one point behind Owen Sound, so, you know, that race it's a, is. It's a huge still- game. Yeah. F- Friday's a huge game, you can say. Ketchner's got to win because London's right on their heels. Mm-hmm. And Owen Sound's got to win to keep in that pace with uh, Flint, for to say, or uh, stay above Guelph. Yeah, four points behind the Flint Firebirds. And if the playoffs started today, it'd be the Owen Sound attack in London Knights in the first round of the playoffs. And, and last bad. time that happened, the Knights didn't have a good fate. Yeah, four so. straight. I think that that would be good for Owen Sound. Out of those teams, I think Owen Sound would want to play London. They've looked really good in the games this year against London. And they just play hard, play a fast game, and I think that's tough for London to match up. If they can match speed with Liam Foodie, I mm-hmm. think that's a big name of the game. Yeah, the attack have scored 173 goals this season. They've uh, given up 156, whereas the Kitchener Rangers, they're up around 189. Their goal's four, goals against 152. So it's really truly a one-versus-six matchup when you look at it. And you mentioned Guelph and they're not being a seven team. We kind of had those roles reversed. Kitchener around seven, Guelph around one. You know, yeah. they didn't have the greatest start. And that's that's really what it was before World Juniors. That's what it was. When Jay McKee was still at the helm of the Kitchener Rangers, that's what it was. And good for them for yeah, what they've done since that. But Well, Ingham coming back really turned their season around, too. The coaching switch was big. But I think Ingham coming back from injury, they get their number one goalie finally. Where Kitchener's had tr- problems with goalies in the last couple of years, they get a guy to yep. be the number one, and they're not looking back right now. Yeah, Luke Richardson really not the answer for them. And Maddie never he had the chance. I'm not saying he didn't have the oh, chance, the old, but yeah. you know he inconsistency. Yep, yep. Lucas File there too as well, though I think he's the backup anyways now. So yeah, um, yeah. Kitchener really hasn't found a number one goalie since. Did you say since John Gibson? I was just about to say John Gibson. A true number one? No, they really haven't until now. Ingham, getting Ingham from Mississauga, that's huge for them. 
Yeah, and a lot of people thought that move was a little underrated because it's oh, it's kind of little, you know, behind the yeah. scene. It's like oh, Jacob Ingham for uh, who went over with them? To or, me, anyways, to me that I'll to me it. that's a bigger deal for Kitchener getting Ingham than getting Noel at the deadline. That's like a lot like how Ottawa getting Graf in the mm-hmm. yeah in the summer too. Yeah, those underrated moves where people don't think too much about it yeah. because of Ingham's injury problems. They're like, oh, he'll be injured, whatever. Kitchener won't do anything. Oh, huh. yeah, they're that, laughing now. So that an import drafter, something to watch. Those are fun times in the summer. They really are. When there's not a lot going on and the import draft takes place, you're kind of like, all right, let's get a trade in here. You know, let's let's get some there noise always, going. There always is, and especially this year with teams in the O that are uh, bidding for Memorial Cup, especially like Oshawa. There's going to be a busy summer for the Generals. Yeah, well, get a press box. Yeah, they need a press box. Add a press box and you get it. I don't think anything else stands in between that. Well, yeah, no. They're going to be solid. really don't. I'm trying to look for this. Who went the other way? There it is. The Kitchener Rangers acquired Jacob Ingham for a second rounder, third rounder, third rounder, and a conditional sixth rounder. Good move for Mississauga, too. Yeah, it is. That's a good trade for both teams. Kitchener could make it, needed to do that to make it run that they are on. So that's a good move for both teams. Yep. It'll help Mississauga get picks right after the post-Harley era where you're probably going to have to prepare for him maybe even as soon as next year where you're going to get picks possibly replace them with the other good players so that could be big for them yeah it's not even like Mississauga's in a bad spot either they're fifth place in the eastern conference right now 45 points four back of first place Sudbury so yeah. they're actually in a decent spot obviously the central not even close to being as good as struggle. what the east division is right so yeah, it's been a big struggle but yeah, for sure. If Oshawa wins that game on Sunday, too, or if yeah. Mississauga wins that game on Sunday against Sudbury, that could mm-hmm. be big, too. Yeah, so we got the Kitchener Rangers and Owen Sound attack. At the odd. Yeah, going Friday down night. this Friday on the final day of January. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, that's going to be a good Yeah, day. you might go to it. Yeah, I might go. Yeah. It'll be a fun one. I'm going to be at my buddy's house in Oakville. Fun. So. It's still fun. Yeah. I'll have We'll have the updates. Oh, yeah, All on sure. Instagram, Twitter, at the Owen60 Podcast, just like every featured matchup. We try to do our best to uh, you know, spread it out around the league. And Yeah, we live close to London. We live close to Niagara. We live close to Kitchener, Guelph, Hamilton. So we'll probably be at those ranks Sorry. a lot more often. But, you know, nice to spread it out yeah, across the whole. It's nice show. to attend the games, too. We'll try to yeah. make it out there. Yeah, I want to go to Hamilton. It's been a while since I've been to Hamilton. Yeah, so. I know. One of the closest ones. Well, the closest one to our studio when we are. Uh, well, yeah, just a trip down the mountain. Yeah. You just hope it's not icy because you'll have a fun ride down that. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but oh well. One of the only press boxes that has coffee in it. And no Wi-Fi. Yes. You are right. <laughs> I was pee. angry. Reese's pet peeve. I have unlimited data, but I was still angry. <laughs> Reese's pet beef, no Wi-Fi. Well, it only comes in like the radio booth, right? Radio TV. Yeah, and the visitors' radio booth. If you go in there, it is phenomenal Wi-Fi. Like props to them. It's in the general media area where it's like, no. come on, it's yep. a dead spot. It just cuts out. Yeah, that's so. tough. Oshawa needs a press box. Hamilton, Hamilton needs, needs Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Hashtag make a OHL great again. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> All right. Time to move on. We've talked enough about that. So, yeah, featured matchup, Kitchen Rangers, Owen Sound Attack, Friday, January 31st. Check our Instagram and Twitter at the Owen60 Podcast. We'll have it covered from puck drop to final buzzer. 
When we return, it's uh, time to look at all the OHL grads taking part in the NHL All-Star Game and the AHL All-Star Game. A lot of stuff went down this past weekend in terms of pro hockey. We'll get that next on the Owen 60 Podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 Pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Time for a history lesson in about 10 minutes. We'll get to that later. You're listening to the Own 60 Podcast. Ooh. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. And yeah, we're going to go into a little bit of OHL history when it comes to all-star games. Yeah, fun times. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of these names have uh, rang bells and brings back memories. Yeah. Some of the guys that aren't even in the NHL, which yeah, kind of surprised cool. you when you saw their careers. But yeah. hey, it doesn't always work out. But... We will start with the NHL All-Star Game that took place this past Saturday. Uh, Of course, the Pacific Division winning the $1 million. The Atlantic Division still yet to win. The Central Division still yet to win. But a lot of OHL grads in this. uh, Well, actually, a lot of CHL grads, you could say. Yeah, 14 OHL grads. Yeah, starting with Mr. Tyler Bertuzzi. Of the Detroit Former Red Guelph Wings. Storm. Of the Detroit Red Wings. Go Wings! Yeah, hey, he, well, had a, he had a goal and four assists. I didn't think he played that bad. No, I don't know. Like, it's a good experience for him. Most of these guys, it's a good experience. Yeah. It, it's not much uh, most guys production are, like it was. but Well, most guys are like Dylan Larkin where, don't vote me, I don't want to go. You yeah. know, or you, the, or you would, can do the awesome Matthews and go. But just go dress like Ron Burgundy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Next <laughs> week's show, come the Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. Hi, it's me, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, other names, uh, of course, Jordan Bennington, former attack. Uh, yeah, big story there. Few Knights. Yeah. Former Knights in this game. John Carlson, Patrick Kane, uh, Matt Kachuk. One of my four. favorite Knights all looking time. at four. Marner. Kane, Carlson, Kane, Marner, Kachuk. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I got lost in between McDavid and Konechny. Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot McDavid there. stands out a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not surprising, were, four nights. No, and they're all deserving, too. Carlson, who could be in the Norris uh, voting this year. Uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Kane, who is probably the best knight of all time, best alumni. Yeah, Jersey just got retired a few we- or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so. two weeks ago. I think that's. I think he could be the best knight of all time, especially in the Hunter era. Well, b- the hun- well pre-Hunter the era, they weren't the London Knights. They were... The North Bay Battalion, I guess you could say. Yeah, they still had some guys. They did, yeah. Shanahan, Sittler. Yeah, it's not like now where every year they have like a first round elite level prospect mm-hmm. on their team. Yeah, but you know, it's still the London Knights. They produce very good hockey players, and so did the attack because they had two guys here. Uh, they had Mark Giordano and, of course, Jordan Biddington. Yeah. Uh, two guys. It's a lot different stories than guys from the London Knights that are high picks that get in the NHL draft. Oh yeah, uh, Bennington, who really was the story of the NHL last year, who was yep. phenomenal in the playoffs, and he's been unreal this year. And Giordano has had to really work his butt off to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. Like he really didn't get the looks of the junior, and then just worked his way up there. He's being now Calgary's top defenseman. Oh, he's been a top defenseman in the Western Conference for at least the last three years yeah, too. For sure. So uh, it's just a matter of his work ethic and uh, you know the unsound attack. They they've. Sh- had success. They have an OHL championship, you know. So uh, any OHL program, whether it is North Bay, where they're near the bottom uh, a lot of the times in the last few years, or if you're the London Knights, where you're at the top forever. 
you know. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, I guess. They finished fourth a couple years ago, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, and even another uh, logo you don't see anymore, Tyler Sagan, Plymouth. the Plymouth Whalers. Plymouth Uh Yeah. I love that logo. Sagan's a mainstay for the All-Star game. Yeah. He's one of those guys you can pencil on at the beginning of the year. I'm going to be in the All Star game. Just yep. pencil him in. Patrick Kane's like that too. Connor McDavid. Yeah, McDavid. Yeah. It was nice to see uh, Bertuzzi and uh, Konechny, though. That's a mm-hmm. really rang a bell to me. I like uh, seeing Bertuzzi there, who's really been one of the Red Wings' best players. He's always around the net, blocks big shots. He's going to lay his body on the line. Yep. I think he is well deserving too. And uh, Konechny, too, to see him represent Philadelphia like that, that's big. He was good in Ottawa. Great and Sarnia there trying to make that run. Fortunately, it fell short. But yeah. to me, it, that was cool to see those two guys there. When you look at Philadelphia, the guys they have on their team, when you think of Goss Despair, uh, I guess Carter Hart hasn't played to an all-star caliber, so you can't really consider him to be an all-star. But you know, there's a few names on the Flyers team where you could have been like, well, why isn't he there? Or why isn't he there? You know, um, Travis Konechny has proven that he should have been at the all-star game. And to me, he didn't look bad either. No, it was so, nice to see him there. It's nice to see these OHL grads uh, moving on to bigger and better things, especially because we get to watch them each and every week, and you know we cover them. It's exciting. You know, we're we're fans, so we want to see these guys succeed, whether at yeah. you know the AHL level, NHL, U Sports. It's cool too to see guys like Bertuzzi and that where you can watch them play in junior for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. then you go watch them play in the NHL for like a couple hundred a seat. Where it's so nice to I see, know. where it's so nice to watch them now when they're young, watch yeah. them develop before, and like you can say, hey, I watched that guy back in junior yep. get to the NHL and get to his dream. That's the cool part about the OHL and the CHL in general. Yeah, well, and that's why I was angry because my first trip to the Meridian Center came in 2015. Yeah, this is a good story. Man, co- okay, so they're playing bad. the Erie Otters, and a lot of things happened in this game. So the game before, of course, Connor McDavid's one and only fight ever decides to punch the glass. Gets hurt, can't play. The next yeah, game, they're at the Meridian Center, and who's in the stands? Good old Reese Dumaney. <laughs> and Connor McDavid <laughs> with his was right grandpa, his you. brother, and his dad. And Connor McDavid was right beside you. I wish that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, no, but okay. So we're sitting in the eerie, yeah, in the eerie end, in the one corner um, behind the cheerleaders, which. When I was that age, I'm like, yeah, cheerleaders, let's go. But whatever. <laughs> now it's like whatever. That's not part of the story. But, um, yeah, I was so mad that Connor McDavid didn't play in that game. I was so mad he decided to get into his one fight ever and just punch the glass. And then something exciting happened because I wasn't too keen into all the OHL trades and news. But uh, Josh Hosang showed up midway through the second period and suited up for the Ice Dogs, who won the game, I want to say 3-2 or 4-3. That's a good one. So actually, a lot of things happened. Uh, Brandon Hope, the goalie for the Ice Dogs that year. That's an interesting game. I haven't heard that in a long time. That's a good one. Yeah. No, it was a decent game. So that's story time with Reese. Yeah, you go in there and get... And you're expecting McDavid to come in there, and then the game before he gets hurt. Yeah, I remember that. Was, that was the first year of the Meridian Center, too. So, like, St. Catharines was still hopping. They're like, oh, this like yeah, it McDavid's really revitalized the downtown there. So Yeah, it's a great downtown. It's a great spot. Yeah. But, yeah, I can get that. Like, you're uh, expecting McDavid to come in there and light it up, gets yeah, hurt like, the game before, and then it ends up being uh, Josh Hosang who comes over and yeah. saves the day for the Ice Dogs. And it's stupid because people were giving him crap for being late to the game. Guys, he was trying from Windsor. Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, not a fun drive. From Windsor to London's long enough. 
I don't. It's, I just don't nothing. understand. I don't know why people got upset. It was beyond me, but whatever. It, it was over with. I was. Oh, there were there are old guys behind me. Oh, why wasn't he on time? Shut up. He drove <laughs> from it. Windsor. Take Save it easy. It. <laughs> All right. Oh, that just got me angry. But Under yeah, like HL. you said, those tickets were fifteen bucks. It was nice to see players like that for fifteen dollars. Yeah, where before it gets to crazy prices. Yeah, where the Red Wings tickets I bought four tickets, and this was when they were buy one get one free. It was still two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like it's insane for a bad for team. the Red Wings. Yeah, Come on, guys! Team in the NHL. I'm a fan, but man. wake up. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, get let's the get AHL. to the AHL before I start getting mad. Again. Fourteen OHL grads in the AHL too. Yeah, and that game took place Monday night. Of course, we're yeah recording this Monday night, but I'm 10 trying o'clock to time Eastern it, time. That is a weird time for an All Star game. Well, it's in Ontario, yeah, California. You, you think though, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah, you think you would grow the game a little bit, right? You think you want to grow the game, but I guess not. I don't know. I thought the AHL was popular. I look at Grand Rapids games. There's always fans. There's always fans at Marley's games. Yeah, for sure. But globally, like NHL fans. Yeah. You think you'd want to see like the best players. If you're an NHL fan, you think you'd want to see like your team's best player there. Yeah, the prospects, you know? Yeah, that's where they kind of get their chance to be on the national stage, you could say. Well, especially when you look at guys, Evan Bouchard, the Knights, he's a huge prospect for the uh, yeah, they have for a, the Edmonton Oilers. They have a lot there. Like, Yeah, there's a lot of former, a lot of Knights. Jeremy Baracco, too. Yep. Who is an invitee? Studnika, too, a Niagara guy, an Oshawa guy. Wait, oh, and you, Tippett, too. Did you just say Baracco was a former Knight? No, Windsor. Windsor okay, Kitcher. I was going to say. Sorry, okay. I was, no, it's okay. My bad. No. <laughs> no, I said... Yeah, obviously, yeah, and then there's Sam Militich. They they have him as a nice dog's logo, but he was there for half a year, so that yeah. doesn't really count. It's but he had a huge goal in overtime. They were down 5-1 to the Sting on pink the rink night. He scored the OT winner. That was awesome. Nice. Just had to put that out there. It's nice. Fake memory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be his best memory as an ice dog. Well, <laughs> that's what I find funny about this list. They put There's three former... And I put quotes on former ice dogs. Mm-hmm. Sam Militich played half a year, like Studnika. I said. Studnika, half a year. Alex Nedeljkovic, half a year <laughs> after he walked out on his owner in Flint. Yeah. That was Flint's that was first a, year. Yeah, the Plymouth situation, too. Plymouth. Situation. When they moved from Plymouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on Plymouth. Looked good in the Plymouth colors, yeah, by the way. Yeah. I miss the Whalers. Yeah. I miss the Plymouth Whalers. I think it. I think it'd be too tough to try and bring him back because I no, think USA plus, Hockey's yeah, USA taking USA over Hockey that rink. Day. Yeah, it, it won't happen. Flint's a good spot though. Yeah, I'm glad is. they're doing well on Flint. Yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, Owen Tippett also here. Uh, Brandon Gaunt. He's got the old Mississauga St. Michael's Majors yeah. logo next to him. The big M. That's nice. nice to see all those retro logos. Yeah, nice to see that. Uh, Stolars is there. Yeah. Uh, Joey Keen. Keen. Yeah. Morgan Frost. Alex Formanton. Yeah, the fastest. Kappa Bianco. Wow. There's a name for you. Yeah. Former Sudbury Wolf. Good pronunciation there. That's a good one. I got to remember that for the name yeah. uh, game of the summer. Well, you know, the famous name from Windsor. Was it Kukovicius? <laughs> Kuka Savages? Like, he kept changing yeah. his name. I just gave up on trying to say it. Yeah, I had a tough time with Sprawley at the beginning, but yeah, yeah that's tough. As as promoted on one of our previous episodes, we will have our all-name team coming up in the summer. Yeah, that's going to be a hyped-up show. We've yeah. been talking about it for the last couple shows now. Yeah, no, it'll be a fun one. Um, so, yeah, there, uh, there's your players in the AHL All-Star Classic, they call it, because they still do five-on-five. Five. No, they don't. Never mind. No, three-on-three. Three. Yep, never mind. Ignore me. It's all good. 
They should go OHL. back to five on five. I still thought that was more interesting. But it'd be cool if the OHL did one, but they have enough. Yeah, there's enough events, and that's where today's history lesson comes in. The last OHL All-Star Classic took place in 2010 in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, I think I remember that. That might have been on Sportsnet. I, I do not remember this. Yeah, I, I remember watching that, to be honest. I remember watching that, being a little kid watching the OHL. Grew up around the OHL, though. It's been fun. Yeah, it has. Well, and look at some of these names. Matt We're only Hackett. 21. It makes us feel old. You know what I mean? I know. Like Matt Hackett and Robin Leonard, the goalies in the uh, Western Conference. So Jacob Muzzin yeah. over Jake Muzzin then? It's Jacob Muzzin in the OHL. That's cool. How much time's changed? What do I feel like they just made it more adult because he's in the NHL? Yeah, for sure. A lot of it's guys. Not get, Jacob, a lot Jake. of guys get drafted, then all of a sudden their name changes. Like a Kaliev in the World Juniors. Kaliev. That's annoying. Don't get me started. That bugged me. Yeah, that bugged me. Yeah. Uh, who else? John the, Moore. Yeah, John Moore. You, you had a good story about that. Yeah, I have a jersey signed by the entire Kitchener Rangers team from, I want to say, 2010 or 11. That's cool. Because that was Jeff Skinner's last year on the team. Yeah, and Skinner's uh, John Moore. Also, I have his autograph on that jersey. So uh, That's cool. Definitely a connection with him. Uh, Ryan Ellis was on this team. Jesse Blacker, Cam Fowler. And Joe Rogalski. Who the heck is that? Former Sarnia Sting. If anyone knows who that is or wants to bring up his stats, shoot me uh, up on Twitter at Reese underscore Dumaney. Or you can just hit us up at the ON60 podcast because we are very active on social media. Um, I think Colin's looking him up right now. Yeah, 2012, 2013, he played one game in the ECHL. Yeah. No, he played seven games, two penalty minutes, no points. So seven games. Did he end his career then? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting to see where guys went. That's like Rob Shrimp. Yeah. He's one of the best players in Knights history that has never made it. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. Each year there's a guy that gets drafted in the first round there where he doesn't make the NHL, and it's a hard thing to make. That's like at the World Juniors every time you're thinking, how many guys are going to make the NHL out of the World Juniors? Yeah. Like you think, like it's so hard to make it. You look at Tyler Parsons, who's battling right now to get up to Calgary. Yep. DiPietro, but like Parsons rings bells for me. Like he's one of the best players that American team in that. Mm-hmm. Still not in the NHL. It's yeah. hard to make it. Well, same with Brocco, right? Yeah, Brocco. He's yeah. never gonna make the Leafs. I'm gonna call it right now. Really? I don't think he'll ever make the Leafs. And that's been hard too because yeah. he's been close. Like it feels like he gets passed every year. They got like two new guys that they get, and they just pass his Brocco. Well, I hear he's on the trade block as well. And this is from sources like Elliot Friedman, Bob McKenzie, like all the pro sources, yeah. like that the Leafs, if they were gonna ship someone for a huge guy, like teams are looking at Brocco. Bro- yeah, for sure. So. Uh, but back to this list in uh, 2010, Taylor Beck. We're on the forwards now, by the way. Taylor yeah. Beck, former Guelph Storm. Uh, of course, the Windsor Spitfires, the great year they had in 09 yeah. and 10. Taylor Hall, Adam Henrique were on this team. Uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, Jeremy Morin. I remember Jeremy Morin. I have his autograph, too. Yeah, Kitchener. Yeah, Jeremy Morin. He's it's a cool good seeing these player. names. It's cool seeing these names. I will post it on our Twitter. Yeah. I'm going to post that because yeah. this is cool seeing the names. Like I feel like a lot of the fans that see this, they're going to be pumped to see these names. Like, hey, I remember that guy. I remember watching that guy play. Yeah. This brings a lot back, a lot of memories here. Yeah, also another name, Greg Nemus. I, I used to live in Windsor, so I grew up watching the Spits. I remember going to games at the barn. The um, and then the WFCU Center as well when it first opened, uh, which is where the 2009 OHL All-Star Classic was. It was in Windsor, nice. Ontario. Nice. First year of the WFCU Center. So from so. Windsor to Kingston. That's cool. Yeah. Mix it up a little bit. West to east. 
Yeah. Uh, Jeff Skinner on this team of Kitchener and uh, Jordan Skillet and Zach Torcado or Quado of the Erie Otters. I remember that name. I never could pronounce yeah. it, just like now. Torcado? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a name that comes back. It's Coaching. crazy seeing the names. Like, you remember those names, too. I know. For some odd reason, me... You like, forget, and then you see it, and it's like, hey, I remember that guy. That's cool. And that's where the question comes from parents. Like, all the, all of us, like, as kids, like, growing up, like, we all we know all this sports stuff. Then your parents come into the conversation, well, why don't you focus so much on school as you do hockey? Well, because I enjoy hockey. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> you know, just something we remember, you know? Yeah. Um, Coaching co- staff. Yeah, Bob Bugner, now at the helm of the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. After not lasting very long in Florida. Yeah, they had a lot change there. Yeah. Uh, DJ Smith, too. Uh, yeah, assistant coach. coach. Yeah, assistant coach to head coach. He's yeah. came up a long way. He's literally came up through all the routes. Yeah. That's cool. He's yeah. he's really good for Ottawa. Yeah. I'll, he's won I'll everywhere go. he's went. He's basically won everywhere he's went, so that's solid pickup for well, that. Ottawa needs winning, so yeah, you know, that helps out a lot. and. Ooh, you know, we talk a lot about the players too, right? Seeing where they go. It's also interesting to see the coaches succeed the as coaches, well. Yeah, the coaches bounce around a lot too. You know, obviously, I don't think Dale Hunter will ever go back to the NHL to coach. No. That was their ex- experiment in Washington the one year, and that didn't go as planned. So, uh, But Andre Tournier will probably be in the NHL one day. I can guarantee that will yeah, happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as any other coaches, maybe Trevor Latowski from the Spitz might get an assistant job somewhere. Yeah, Rocky Thompson's in the NHL. Rocky Thompson, yep. I think him and no, no, he's with Philadelphia. Never mind. Yeah, I was thinking of someone else. Um, yeah, Rocky Thompson. I think he's with Chicago of the AHL. Chicago Wolves. Yeah, yeah, the Wolves. Yeah. Ben Jones, one of his players. Yeah, the Ice Dogs last year. So he knows a couple guys. Uh, yeah, great right, to the Eastern, Eastern Conference? Conference. Yeah, Calvin DeHaan. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, Brian Lashoff, Alex Petrangelo. Uh, Petrangelo, that's the year when he played for Canada. He had a big world junior there. Uh, yep. Devontae Smith-Pelly. Oh, that was when he was with Barry, too. That wasn't even Niagara. Yeah, that was Barry. Uh, Casey Sezekis. That was before that Mississauga oh, Casey Sezekis, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, this was the I year like before they hosted the Mem Cup, too. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that was the year before they peaked. That was, like, Windsor's last year of being dominant. Cause, yeah. Well, are, they, are you kidding me? They expected them to fall off after those Yeah, years. that was insane. I think Ryan Ellis was one of the only guys that came back. Zach Cassian, too. Yeah, yeah, Cassian. Yeah, because Henrik and Hall were gone. Shocker. Um, yeah, but also from the Mississauga team, Devontae Smith-Pelly. Yeah, that's interesting. Another four NHL guys. Yeah. Two fourth-line, third-line NHL guys. That's cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Gauntz, we just mentioned him. He's uh, taking part in the AHL All-Star Classic. He was in this OHL all-Star Classic as well on uh, on defense as part of the St. Michael's Majors. It was just a long name to say. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, who? Andrew Agazzino, he's having great success right now with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just got his first hat trick a couple weeks yeah. ago. So nice to see him succeed Fun because right. he spent so much time in the AHL. Like He's one of those guys yeah. where it's like he worked his but uh, Excuse my language. He worked his ass off. Yeah, for sure. It's nice to see those guys like a lot like a Giordano. Yep. Uh, Stefan Delarovere, he was yeah, part of that uh, World Junior team in Ottawa where Eberly scored with five seconds left against Russia. Yeah. I remember Good he was on the Ellis ice for that. Keeping the puck in. Yep. That's, yep. That was one of the all-time World Junior goals. Oh, that was phenomenal. There's a video on YouTube I keep watching. That's when it. the World Junior's atmosphere was unreal. I hope next year's like that. 
back yeah. in Canada. Edmonton. Pierre Maguire was still on the call for yeah. that. Yeah, double D on. That's like the most <laughs> iconic real junior call. Yeah, double D on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Good old Pierre Maguire now working for NBC. Yeah. Uh, Go to the coaching. Stan Butler. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's been coaching forever. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly Harper and Jamie Allison were his assistants. Interesting. They were the Brampton Battalion. They were 2009 Eastern Conference champs, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That's what Windsor was, too. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, like you do it like other. baseball, right? Yeah, the two winning clubs. Yeah. Coaches, coach team. Yeah. No. In the summer, we'll have an all-star team for each division. Yeah. Let's go five. Do you want to do starters right now? Instead of all rosters, do you want to just do starters? Just like starting goalie for, yeah. for, the, for the conference. Yeah, for the conference. For the, com- for the West, I'd go Nico Dawes. Yeah. For the East. Uh, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made there. Ooh, I don't got? know. I like Kari Piroinen yeah. from the Windsor Spitfires. I, I think he deserves a look at, too. If we were going to have another OHL All-Star Classic, it'd probably be them, too. Like, those two goalies would probably be the guys to represent the West. For sure. But I think Piroinen gives Dawes a run for his money in that yeah. category. I like that. Yeah. I, I respect that. Um, Defense. Defense is interesting. Two guys. Do you go Marcus Phillips, even though he's only played so many games? I go Ryan Merkley. Merkley, yeah. Merkley. You look at him. Yeah, you got to think there's a log jam. Because the West is so tight. Jamie Drysdale. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Drysdale, Merkley. I can't Uh, believe we didn't think of that right off the top. The wing, on the wing, and like the forwards are so hard to pick right now. Like you have Foodie, you have McMichael. Well,. You don't yeah, you have Cooley, like, even though he's yeah. not drafted, he's in that conversation, you know. It's so hard to pick. Like, it takes research. And we're just thinking off the top of our head. For all the people listening out there, we're just thinking off the top of our head. Ooh. We will do a full, like, all-star team. Like, Colin will do the West, I'll do the East, like, something like that. But that will come up in the summer this when we're looking This is my starting for, uh, forward guys. line. My okay. starting forward line right now. Sorry about that, Reese. I got excited. Nah, no worries. Cole Perfetti. Saginaw Spirit. Yep. Uh... Pavel Gogolev of Guelph, my left winger. Okay. And then I got McMichael up the middle. That's my starting three yeah, right okay. now. Yeah, okay. Fetty, Gogolev, McMichael. Yep. Merkley, Drysdale, Dawes, and Nett. Yep. That's interesting. Want to do the East? Yeah, let's go to the East. In goal. Hunter um, Jones? Or yeah, on? Hunter Jones. Hunter it's got to be Hunter Jones. Yeah. Who else are you going to? Uh, Andre. Yeah, you can make the argument, but I go Hunter Jones. Hunter Ooh. Jones is huge. Another goaltending controversy in recent Collins All-Star picks. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no. Again, they'd be the two, right? They'd be the two that would uh, represent uh, the Eastern Conference. And it's hard not to have a lot of, uh, well, Ottawa, Peterborough guys in the All-Star game. Yeah, but well, yeah. <laughs> I'd mix it up. Uh, uh, on defense. Noel Hoffenmeyer. Hoffenmeyer. That rings a bell. Kevin Ball. Yeah, Ottawa. Two Ottawa guys. It's hard not to. Ottawa's on fire. Uh, Chisholm from... Yep. Harley from Mississauga. Yeah, I'd pick Harley and uh, Ball. Yeah. Just put the big guys out. That'd be cool. Clear the front of the net. Forwards are interesting there, too. Quinton Byfield. Yeah, Byfield. Number one. Well, you got Tomasino. You have Rossi. You have Quinton. Ooh, I don't know. I'd pick Tomasino, Thomas, and Byfield. Yeah. That would be my starting That's a good one. I like that. So it'd be Tomasino, Byfield, Thomas, yeah, Akil Thomas, yeah, Akil Thomas, uh, yeah, that would be my Kevin three. Ball, Thomas Harley, and Hunter Jones in net, or yeah, Cedric, that's, Hunter Jones. That's yeah, a good I'd, one. I'd pick Hunter Jones. That's a good one. He's big. You I'll know, he type, covers a lot of the. I'll net. type that out and then we'll post it on our Twitter. See what you think. Yeah, agree or disagree. Yeah, I like that. 
the 0-60 All-Stars right now. <laughs> but in the summer, we're going to have a good one. We're going to break it down to each division like oh, yeah. it was three-on-three. Three. Like the NHL oh, format. three-on-three. Three. I like that. That'd be cool. A three-on-three three All-Star game for the OHL would make so much for Sportsnet, too, for like a Sportsnet game. Yeah. It'd be so nice to do that. Get to this weekend? Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at the past hosts of the uh, OHL All-Star Classic. This is this is really interesting to see. 1982, there isn't a team there now. The Brantford Alexanders That's cool. hosted an OHL oh. All-Star game. Could they host it there to grow a game? You imagine oh. you do an All-Star game in Brantford. That's why I'm a little game. surprised that Hamilton wouldn't do an, a preseason game there. Brantford, like Hamilton-Kitchener, it's which, right there. Which could still happen this year. Yeah, the Civic Center in Brantford, it's well, very capable oh, of holding a, a crowd. Oh, wow, There's just is, no suites. That's the only thing. There's no suites. There's no press doesn't box. Doesn't matter for preseason. I know. The 0-60 podcast, a fact. This is a big one. Get Brantford a preseason game in the OHL. Yeah. Kitchener-Hamilton. That'd be unreal. And it, may, it makes sense. People are saying, oh, the Bulldogs should move to Burlington. No. They moved to the GTA. It doesn't Ooh. do well. Do a London-Hamilton game in Brantford. Ooh. Meet half, uh, meet not the really halfway, but. Yeah, meet in the middle. It's good enough. It's not middle. Woodstock. Yeah, true, I guess. Woodstock-Brantford. Yeah, it's big enough. Like, it's it's bigger than Owen Sound, I think. I think the Civic Center is bigger than Owen Sound. Yeah, the Bayshore? Yeah. That's a, but that's a classic, though. The Bayshore, they built it for the size of... Uh, Owen Sound. Owen Sound, so it makes sense. There's no major highway either. But yeah, wait for it. The Owen 60 effect. Luke Evangelista, we got a this. A preseason game at the Brantford Please Civic Center. At OHL. That would Please be awesome. do this. Yeah, that'd be unreal. For Like, you imagine how many people would go for that? Brantford's yeah. a supportive community for that. I mean, look at the Red Sox well, IBL team. When they're making playoff runs, yeah. as you know, it's packed. That'd be unreal. That'd be nice to get Brantford to. And it's nice, too, because it's downtown. Yeah, I don't know how much this would thing. help. Have the, a festival. Have an, make yeah. it an event. It would be perfect. There's enough room. It would be the most high-anticipated uh, OHL event preseason game. But the casino's right there. There's a parking garage just you? down the street. It's a dollar an hour, although they'd probably charge a flat fee for the game. Oh, for sure. Um, Boston Pizza's across the street. There's went, like there's, there's things around there. Yeah, they got to do it. That'd be unreal. Hamilton should at least try it. If they're having problems with their arena, yeah. and if they got to get out there immediately, why don't you play a couple seasons there at least? Another poll question. Yeah. Will I'm there be a game, OHL preseason game, played in Brantford in the next five years? I think for sure. Yeah. So do I. There should I hope be. So. At I least hope so. one. One game. I might lose sleep on this. I'm actually, I know. I'm actually excited. I've thought for about this. it for a while. Well, they were supposed to get to like Erie that. Otters and Connor McDavid. There was a deal done. Yeah, it was. And cool. then someone McDavid's bought Erie la- to keep him there. draft year, right? Yep. Like uh, before McDavid's draft year, they were gonna like. Yeah. And I heard rumors about Flint too, but Flint's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it'd be right on though for well, Hamilton to go there. Hamilton can't go toward Burlington area. No. They can't go that side because Toronto's too Maple Leafs. It's not. Yeah. Gonna- By the way, for anyone, this is my opinion. This is not for me sure. reading anything. I agree 100% Toronto this. is a Leaf city. It's not a hockey city. It's not a junior it's hockey. It's a Leaf city. Yeah, it's all. It's a professional city. Look at the Argonauts. The Argonauts don't get the crowds. They're not an NFL team. If it was a professional sports franchise, it's totally different. The yep. soccer's different because the soccer's across the pond. They've had success in the last few years, and It's across though, the so. pond, too. The major leagues are across yeah. the pond. So it's a but, huge difference. And, and we're not here to bash any of the OHL teams in the GTA. No, Mississauga, not at all. Still probably do. the lowest we're, fan base. Not fan base, but Mississauga's a great place to check out. It's Mississauga's such a nice Mississauga's a nice place. Yeah. That complex is unreal. Yeah. 
I can't wait to make a trip there. It's really nice. Yeah, I know. It's nice. By the way, props to them. Since they changed their name of the arena, it's now Paramount Fine Food Center. Yeah. Great media room food. Hey. Before, it was just cold pizza and muffins. Now, it's actually like the first time, first game there, it was the Ice Dogs and Steelheads. They had Caesar salad. They had chicken. Like, wow. it was good. I heard from sources, too. It's got to get ice. Yeah. Get ice in that place. So, that's yeah. nice. From players, from players' sources. Hot takes. That's unreal. I hope so. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I might Just to see it one more time. I might be up all night now uh, <laughs> researching that, like how many uh, people they get. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. All right. That was a great segment. Oh, that was fun. If that happens, we better go in the Hall of Fame. For sure. We'll make our own Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. People we'll get our, our own Hall of Fame trophies. in the hallway here. You walk up the el- you go up the elevator, and the first thing you see is us with plaques, <laughs> like the MLB Cooperstown. Our face is like... Molded <laughs> and some met saying like we that's our idea. Luke Evangelista Brantford preseason game. Oh the Owen sixty effect. Make T shirts. Let's go. I got oh. my T shirt already printed right now. Shout out to Vista Print. <laughs> Should we get business cards too? <laughs> For sure. Brantford did that. Luke Evangelista prospects game did oh. that. Love it. Oh man. Gonna make trophies. Got a trophy guy. I got what a else? Shirt Amir Miftahov. Starting goalie for Russia in the finals. We called that, Dude, too. Been there, done that. Yep. Three in a row, not a big deal. We're awesome. I love it. <laughs> Beauty, I want a t-shirt. Come on. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I Time to, to move on. Go to break. Yeah, we're running out of time in the show. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back with a few uh, news headlines from this past weekend. Of course, Dale Hunter, 802 wins in his OHL coaching yeah, career. From Flint. Yeah, also another nice stat from Flint. We talked about Delandria and the record he set. Uh now a defenseman setting record, yeah. setting a record for the Flint Firebirds. So uh, that and more on the other side of the break. You're listening to the ON60 podcast. This is the ON60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the ON60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the ON60 podcast. Our last segment of the week. And like I teed it off the top, uh, Dale Hunter, 802 wins in his OHL coaching career. And something jumped out at me because I hadn't looked at it until uh, before the show. His first season as head coach of the London Knights was in 2001-2002. He had a record of 19 wins, 25 losses, 6 overtime, 6 ties. So I think he means overtime. Unless there were ties. Were there ties? Uh, Back then in the O, because there used to be ties in the NHL. What, what year? Oh one oh two, possibly. Because it says wins nineteen, losses twenty five, ties six, OT yeah. loss zero. So ties. Hate ties. Same. I don't like ties. Stupid. I'm not a fan of ties. Like yeah. what's the point? But his winning percentage was four forty. Three years later, he won a championship and pretty a Mem impre- Cup. Pretty impressive. That's insane. Yeah, that's unreal. even at the OHL level. Yeah, nobody's gonna do that. Any, I don't think anytime soon. Yeah, because he jumped from 19 wins to 31. 31 yeah. wins in 0203. That's incredible. That's nuts. One of the all time yeah, top that's, coaches. That's Him why. and Kilray are my big two. I think he'll get to at least second. For sure. Yeah. But get yeah, to my, Dale Hunter. Get to big news right. in Flint? Yeah, big news in Flint. Uh, Riley McCourt, another record. Yeah, he became the all time uh, defenseman point leader in Firebird history. He has 91 career points. Uh, he got in the second game on Saturday of that home-and-home home Friday-Saturday with Guelph. 
And Flint looks really good. They look pretty good right now, too. Yeah, they're climbing the standings. They're in fifth right now. I know last week when we were their talking prob- about them, they were sixth. Their problem is when they win games, the other teams win games that they're trying to catch. So yeah. just keep winning. Eventually they'll lose. There's a lot of teams there. Yep. They'll play head-to-head. Well, and that's how much more the uh, the in-conference games mean. You look at games against Eastern Conference, yeah, it's nice to get two points, but no one loses points when you play them, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, Flint Firebirds. Yeah, good for Riley McCourt. Uh Going to do some simple math here. 47 and 30, 77, 79, uh, 89, 92 points as a Flint Firebirds defenseman That's quite in the two and a half years. Not even two and a half years, two years. It's quite the accomplishment, too, though, to lead, be a leading scorer yeah. of a franchise. That's nothing to, like, that's something to be proud of, like, when you end your career. Like, yep. make sure you, like, you cherish that and always, always remember that. But, like, yeah, be proud of that. Yep. Started his career with the Hamilton Bulldogs. St. Catharines native, actually. So he played uh, yeah. for the Falcons. Uh, he played at Ridley College. Played Niagara North Stars, Midget AAA. Um, so, yeah, and he got traded to the Firebirds from the Bulldogs in the 17-18 season. So that was Hamilton dumping people so they can go for a run. Yeah. Uh, well, not dumping people, but. Well, and they um, did. Yeah, and they won, so it paid off. It's but, a win-win. Uh, it's a win-win. Man, that's insane. 92 points as a defenseman in two years. That's yeah. great. For yeah, Flint, the way they were the last two years. Yeah, to be able to produce points like that, that's incredible. So shout out to Riley McCormick. Yeah, 34 assists. That number, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, it's good for Flint, too. I'm glad. I like to see Flint do good. Yeah. It'd be nice to see them uh, make a run here. Yeah. No, second round for sure. Third round would be uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And get to this week's uh, games to look for? Yeah, I'll get to uh, – we got a couple games that we're keeping our eyes out. Of course, we've got the featured matchup between the Own Sound Attack and Kitchen Rangers, but uh, we're also looking at a, other couple games that uh, keep our eyes peeled on the TV, I guess you could say. Yeah, this week uh, my big game to look is uh, Thursday night in Windsor as those Flint Firebirds are going to Windsor. That's a huge game for the Windsor Spitfires mm-hmm. and for the Flint Firebirds. If uh, Flint can get a win – They'd move in right up there against them. Fifty, they'd have fifty-six points going into the sixty-one of Windsor, so mm-hmm. that'd be huge if uh, they can get the win. Well, I even think this one's four-point game. Yeah, absolutely, and I even think this one's huge, despite it being a West versus East ma- East matchup. Uh, the Guelph Storm and North Bay Battalion. Ooh, if Guelph big. wants to stop the bleeding, that's me, a must-win yeah, game. To me, Guelph, I I would take Guelph in that game. Guelph is too good to be where they are. Nico Dawes. They got the guys. If they got a good top line, to, they just got to get one. I think they can win two. Yeah. I think that's what they do. They'll win a game, then they'll win two. They'll forget about this. Every team goes through a skid. They're just going through it right now. Yeah. It's a big deal anytime you lose 10 in a row, but they're not a 10-loss team in a row. I wouldn't yeah. think too much into that. Well, and even they'll the, bounce back. Yeah, and these games are all Thursday, by the way. But uh, Big night Thursday. Ottawa-Niagara, you want to go to that game, and you've already messaged uh, the Ice Dogs, got in touch, make sure there's a spot for you. You're really excited to see Rossi. Yeah, Rossi and Jack Wynn. Yeah. I'm interested to see they're so highly talked about. So we might have a feature next week on those two. Yeah, and of course that's not a huge game. Ottawa-Niagara, Niagara's eighth, Ottawa won. That'd be the first-round matchup right now. Yeah, it's going to be good for a draft to talk yeah. those players going to the NHL draft. Yep. All right, let's switch from Thursday because there are a lot more games. Yeah. Uh, Sunday. Sudbury, Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Sudbury, Mississauga. That's a big one. You didn't want to go to that game. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a huge game. I mean, if, if Mississauga wins, I hope Mississauga, please come out, go there Sunday, 
support the boys because that's going to be a huge game. It's going to be ginormous for them. Like, if they can pull that out, they could be within three points of Sudbury. That'd be nice to see. Yeah. It'd be nice to see a little race there, get some tension in the air. Yeah, what one? There's no race really in the East Division either, it's, so it's all up to the Central really to kind of pick up that slack, if that's you know. what you want to call it. Um, for me, it's Peterborough and Oshawa. They play a home and home, starting in Oshawa oh, on those Friday. Game, those games are always fun. Yeah, they're always fun. That's that's kind of the rivalry in that East Division when you look at, uh, I guess, proximity because Peterborough and Oshawa are kind of. South of Kingston and Ottawa. Well, they are south of Kingston, Oshawa, and Ottawa. But uh, yeah, I know Peterborough and Oshawa have had a storied rivalry. And Oshawa had those retro jerseys against Kingston on uh, Sportsnet this past Saturday, which yeah. I thought looked pretty fresh. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I like those jerseys. Oh, I like so. that on the Sportsnet game. That's pretty cool. Nice to see those guys come back like that too. Yeah, spend time together. It's always yeah. nice when you win something. Uh, from from experience, from winning baseball OBAs, it's nice to come mm-hmm. back, hang out with the guys and stuff. Yeah. You always got a memory. Yeah. And we got time for one more game that stands out for us. Who are we looking at? Windsor, London, second straight week. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, in London this time, by the way. Yeah, the Bud will be rocking for so, that. Yeah. Budweiser Gardens is going to be fun. That's always be is, fun. isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's always 9,000. But I was surprised. Last week when I was there, and I was there Sunday, and I was there the Sunday before against Erie. So Guelph and Erie I was at. Uh, I was just surprised that they um, it wasn't sold out. It was like, yeah, that's was like weird. Eight thousand people there. There's empty seats. I was just surprised. I know the weather was bad against Erie. Yeah. But on Sunday, I was just surprised. You're playing Guelph, and I thought there'd be a little bit more people there, hmm. especially a division game. But they'll figure it out. Maybe because everyone was expecting it to snow. Yeah. And it didn't. That's a good thing, though. So beautiful. We didn't get that bad weather. Yeah, it was really nice. All right. Well, it's that fun uh, ends this week. That was fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. A lot of hot takes. Preseason oh, yeah. game at Brantford. Brantford. Brantford's going to host an <laughs> exhibition game. The OHL effect. The OHL. Uh, oh, the own podcast. Effect. Yeah. There's another blonde moment. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. Happens. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not blonde. <laughs> I have that problem, though. Yeah, you do. Each week what was it? terrible. What was it? What did you try and call Google? Google Plus? Yeah, not it's Google, Google Play. Play. It's Google Plus. <laughs> We're all good. We're all good now. I got that under control. Google Play. Yeah. Uh, not Spotify yet. They got to get it together. Yep. Uh, Apple. Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud will be up on our Twitter, Instagram tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Good job, Colin. It was fun. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. Another episode in the books. Uh, Number six? Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, we appreciate all the listeners. We've uh, on the last episode, I noticed we got a lot of people listening right after I posted it too. So uh, I just want to give a shout out to all our fans. Thanks for listening. Like we do this for you guys, for ourselves too, because you know we're fans. We like talking about the game, and we want to get into the media one day. And this is we think that this could really help it's, boost our. It's uh, a game talents. we love to watch. Yeah. We grew up watching it, so it's yep. nice to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Nice to talk about it. Yep. So uh, thank you to all our listeners. And uh, week six in the books. Uh, I'm Reese Dumaney. Colin Ward is across from me here in our studios in an undisclosed location, even though I think I gave it away in the first episode. Civic, <laughs> C- Civic Center, Brantford, Ontario. <laughs> I'll be there next uh, next uh, late August around Labor Day. I will be at Civic Center for an exhibition game. Whether there's one between, scheduled or not. Between hopefully the, oh, the 0-60 uh, exhibition game, we'll call it. 
Me and Colin face. Want, I want on the blue line. I want underneath the blue line. The only the Owen sixty classic. Try the winter classic. The Owen sixty classic. Maybe one day. Maybe oh. one day. Yep. That would be awesome. All right, time to get out of here. We're running out of time. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, this is the Owen sixty podcast. Mm-hmm.